Hello all, and welcome back to From the Front Row. My name is Steve Lansanya, and if this is your first time with us, welcome. We're a student-run podcast that talks about major issues in public health and how they are relevant to anyone, both in and out of the field of public health. Today, we're excited to welcome two of our podcast and CPH alums, Ian Bukta and Haley Boudreaux, to celebrate their accomplishments and the accomplishments of our team over the past few years. We're going to be reflecting on how From the Front Row has shaped their experiences and our own across the field of public health and enjoy our 100th episode. Ian and Haley, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. I'm excited. If you both want to start out briefly, what was your major while at the College of Public Health and what are you guys up to now? Ian, if you want to tee us off. Uh, Yeah, so I studied a master's of epidemiology while I was at the University of Iowa, and now I am a temporary epidemiologist with Salt Lake County Health Department in the Bureau of Epidemiology, and I work on COVID. Perfect. And Haley? Yeah, I got my master's in public health in the community and behavioral health department at the University of Iowa, and now I work for the Iowa Department of Public Health as a community health consultant, and I manage a program called Fresh Conversations, which is a nutrition and physical activity education program for older adults, which is within the SNAP-Ed program. Perfect all. Kind of looking back at From the Front Row, the podcast has really been an excellent vehicle for all of us to learn about public health, about podcasting, and what we're all looking to accomplish across the field of public health as a whole. If we could go from everyone's perspective, what have you really learned while you're doing this podcast? Is it about something personal for yourself or with your professional life? What have you kind of taken away as being part of the From the Front Row team? And we'll start off with Okay first. I remember first when I first started this pod and or when I first joined the team and the question they asked me was, what are you trying to get out of it? And I definitely said, you know, just trying to speak to, you know, professionals and get comfortable with even just speaking in general. And I would say that is definitely something that I think I've gotten out from this podcast and I'm very grateful for because now I set up my whole networking process and whenever I try to talk to someone and then they're like, you seem very comfortable. Are you sure this is your first step? I'm like, yes. But at the same time, I've had a lot of training over the years that now I'm not so much intimidated by the name. I'm just like, give me the interview. I'll be fine. I'll be perfect. <laughs> just talk to me. You'll love me, that kind of thing. So, and it's definitely um, made me more comfortable talking about public health issues, like with just anyone, to be honest. Like I can literally sit down and just ask me, oh, what are you studying? And then I go off on this tangent and I'm like, oh yeah, I do a podcast and I also thought, so I kind of know stuff and I just like want to talk all the time. So I think... That's one thing I loved about this. That's excellent to hear all that passion and that confidence and, and see that, that come to a fruition. Alex, uh, on your end, uh, what is something that you've learned along the way as part of the podcast? Yeah, I can definitely echo a lot of what Oge has talked about. I think when I first came on this too, I'm kind of naturally a shy person. So I was like, oh, well, this is going to be very out of my comfort zone. But I want to try and take this chance because I'd always enjoyed listening to podcasts and everything. So I was like, I want to see what's on the other end. I think that I definitely have realized that professionals aren't as scary as I might have actually thought they originally were. Uh, just because you have some type of doctoral or master's series of letters after your name, um, you're very willing to talk to me. So I've been surprised at the responsiveness of people. I've also been surprised with my own ability to 
be able to talk about public health and to be able to carry on conversations. I'm no longer afraid of interviews. <laughs> I think being on the other side as the person di like directing the interview has helped a lot too. So that's great to hear too, especially that part about having the little series of letters after your name. It can seem intimidating at first, but then when you get this conversation going, it's fantastic to be able to jive about all this wonderful public health knowledge that we get to talk about on our podcast. Ian, in the hot seat, what is something that you've learned on your end? when doing the podcast as a whole? I think the thing I learned was that it was really hard. <laughs> I used to work as a scientific educator before I went to you know, the University of Iowa. And I it's easy to kind of talk to someone when you're in the room with them. But I think it was definitely a challenge of trying to build something that could move people's perceptions of public health. Because you know, this was three years ago when, when I was thinking about going back to grad school. And when I was telling people, this isn't the case anymore, but when you tell people three years ago, oh yeah, I want to do epidemiology. People say, bless you. You know, they have no idea what, what that is. I mean, that's not as much of a problem anymore. People have a better perception that yes, infectious disease still matters, but I don't think the average person knew that three years ago. And so kind of finding one kind of building a platform that we can all share our experiences in public health. But for me, especially like getting out ideas in infectious disease and epidemiology was really tough at the beginning. And, you know, podcasting is really, really hard. And I think the biggest thing was like, can I build something and can we build something that will last, you know, beyond my tenure? And the fact that you all are still turning out great episodes um, is really, you know, is really awesome. And I think that's what I learned that like, you can like have an idea and take it to fruition, even if it is really hard. I agree. A lot of work goes into our production of the weekly podcast side of things and coming up with new episodes, coming up with interesting guests and, and this whole production as a whole, it really can be summed up in our team effort. You know, we, it's fantastic to see the tenure of this podcast as a whole and what we've been able to produce. Adding one more thing. I think the other thing I learned and this is far more important than everything I've just said, was when to get out of the way. I think one of the, and this might jump ahead a little bit, one of the absolute best podcasts was uh, over the summer, the Racing to the Roots of Diversity. And Oge said, hey, I have an idea for a podcast. And, you know, I, over the course of having worked with all of you, you know, brilliant people, I learned that sometimes you just need to say, yeah, you do your thing and I'll edit it. And like, I'm not going to really touch it much. I'm just going to clean it up a little bit. And it turned into, you know, one of the absolute best episodes. And I think the most listened episodes that we ever had. And it was, you know, learning that, oh, you can trust the team because they're, you know, they're brilliant too, was really a, an important step as well. And that's the other thing that I learned from the podcast. I think it's great to see that too. And the the management side of things a little bit where you're trying to see where the next steps are with the team and cultivating those great ideas and then giving people the opportunity to do so, right? We've had so many excellent pitches for this podcast from many of our team members here, and it's exciting to see them come to fruition from so many different areas. Alexis, on your end, what's something that you've learned along the way as part of being part of the podcast team? Yeah, so I think one of the most difficult parts of coming into this was the ability to actively listen when someone's speaking to you because you know at first I feel like I was struggling because I was so focused on my next question that I wasn't really engaging with the guest so I was missing such an opportunity to connect on a deeper level that I think the more podcasts I'm part of the more comfortable I get so I think just that opportunity to you know increase not only my 
com comfortability with speaking to professionals, but also to just gain that active listening skills while, you know, being a part of such a great initiative. There's definitely that first little bit where you're trying to figure out where you're at in the podcast flow of things, right? Especially when you're, you're on the training wheel side of things, it's a lot of just reading through the questions and then eventually you develop that, that flow, that conversational style. And that is just a tremendous skill set to have. Luke, on, on your end, what's something that you've learned or taken away from the podcast? So I'll try not to be too redundant uh, because I was going to say a lot of similar things to, to what others have said as far as um, being able to talk to professionals and kind of breaking down that barrier of those letters after their name, like you said. But I think uh, probably the coolest thing that I've learned is that prior to doing the podcast, I would have a lot of really interesting conversations with family and friends about public health because I was kind of the only person around me that knew about this. So every time I talked to somebody, I had to give them like first baseline knowledge, second, like tell them what I'm interested, all of these different things and talk about uh, current issues in public health that I was interested in and things like that. And it was really cool to realize that because I would say that I'm a relatively talkative person in private, but I've never really been publicly uh, conversational. And it was, it was really exciting to see the translation from, oh, I can have these conversations with my friends and family, but I can also have these conversations with professionals. It's definitely a big leap into that professional setting side of things and feeling so comfortable, right, with talking with these guests who are at the top of the game. They're experts in these areas. And once you have that repertoire, that established rapport going back and forth with folks, it's just tremendous to be a part of. Emma, on your end, what's something that you've learned along the way while being part of the podcast for these years? Um, yeah, I would just say in addition to everything that everyone else has said, um, really just being able to communicate public health news information and statistics, um, just because like in class, we learn about all of it and we learn the logistics of it, but we don't really learn how to communicate that um, to peers, professionals, and people that don't really understand um, public health. So I think that's probably been my biggest thing I've learned. And then also not only talking to professionals, but learning how to like getting background knowledge on them and just like researching the professional themselves and what they study so you can come in with like good questions good questions catered towards them so you can have a good conversation so I'll say that's the biggest thing I've learned too yeah again another really amazing skill right we talk about the, the academic side of things and you're trained one way and then in the real world it's a very completely different situation and so having this as kind of the trial period of it, but also really getting to do it as a whole, especially with, like we said, people who are experts in their field are very interested in different areas of public health. Getting to be well-versed in so many different areas is just a tremendous asset for all of us. Haley, on your end, what is one thing that you've learned while working on the podcast? I really want to echo Alexis. That was exactly what I was going to say. And I can, I can say that that active listening is really beneficial when you do get in the work, working world, because when you're in meetings and you're in a presentation and there's a lot of things happening around you, thinking ahead and thinking of your questions is really important, but also being able to pay attention and think strategically of what things you want to say and make sure they didn't already say it in their presentation. So that is definitely a great skill to learn. And then the other thing that I really just enjoyed um, kind of getting out of the podcast was that public health is really not 
a competition at all. Um, it was so great to hear from, you know, all the different speakers that we had and all the people that had come before them that helped build them up in their profession. And so I just really enjoyed learning about public health people and how humble they are and how not competitive they are and encouraging they are to make sure that the new generation of public health professionals is just as successful as they are. That's a wonderful insight. I think that we had a recent interview where I had one of our colleagues, our interviewees, was giving us a list of people that he looked up to in the field. And it was just tremendous to hear this from someone who had established such a long career process and hearing them be excited, you know, about their other colleagues and what they had done beforehand and how they had influenced them, even though they were kind of towards the end of their career. It was just tremendously exciting to see the cohesion that's inherent within public health and very much that team building aspect. Lexi, what about on your end? What's something that you've taken away while being part of our podcast team? So something that I've learned throughout my time on the podcast is just how far reaching public health is. I mean, it's really a part of every industry, every business, almost anything you can think of. And I think that you can kind of see that in just the variety of episodes and guests that we have. So that's one of the coolest things that I've learned along the way. Great. And Megan, what is something that you've taken away while being part of this podcast team? One thing I've learned is that as future public health practitioners, there are a lot of different ways to convey our message. I, I think that with COVID-19, I've seen that misinformation spreads uh, more readily than correct information, and I think that can be a really difficult realization. And From the Front Row has taught me that to reach different audiences, sometimes you have to be creative and concise in the way that you share your message. I'd love to hear from you guys about your favorite episodes. I've got quite a few in my head that stand out to me, but Ian, if you want to tee us off actually for this question... I have thought about this a lot and I have not been able to come up with one. And the only one that comes to my mind that I actually did was uh, the interview I did with William Moore on male doulas and how to improve male engagement in the family. And I thought that was just a fascinating one. But the thing that really stood out to me more than anything I ever did was when people came onto the pod and let their visions run. So, you know, Steve, you're at your session on te or your, your series on telemedicine, like, okay, I've already shouted out uh, the racing to the roots pod, which was fa absolutely fantastic. Um, Haley, you know, I'm, I'm not, I probably shouldn't keep going because everyone might, I might be taking everyone's, but like Haley shot like eight episodes in a row when we otherwise wouldn't have made it when I was stuck, um, doing a project for an internship. Um, but then Raj Patel was one of those. And that was just an incredible one to watch. And like, you know, Emma and I did a really cool series, like on COVID together, uh, Luke had an awesome series on, uh, or awesome episode, like looking at athletes during it. And like, the thing for me wasn't so much like what I did, but like watching other people pick up the podcast and build something out of it. And, you know, I got to listen to it three, four or five times as I edited it and really just sit with the kind of amazing things other people were able to do. I would definitely echo that. We're doing a global health series right now, and we've got so many different voices coming onto the podcast and pitching ideas and hearing from different things. And it's just a really great extension of our episodes as a whole and somewhere that we're getting to branch out into. Okay, on your end, what is your favorite episode? I will say my favorite episodes 
uh, my favorites. <laughs> my fav- I love them because of the process actually that went behind them. Like just, I think, and those were the moments where I was really, really, really engaged in the podcast and like the whole podcast process. And that's also because like, I remember me and Ian kind of like, either bouncing off ideas or Ian kind of just puts me on the spot and it's always like oh okay so what did you think about this and then you see me there like um you know yeah so you know just trying to come up with things like right on the spot so and also I loved the um COVID series that we made also just because the pandemic was starting then we did not really know much about it but we were working day and night just trying to find anything that we find and always providing updates like okay so this is the current update that we have but as of two hours ago it's changed (laughs) so things like that I think that was like one of the most interesting parts that I got to like be a part of yeah that flexibility I'm just remembering it too of you know this is early information or this is late information in the process of the podcast just a tremendous effort when we were covering COVID-19 Alex, on your end, uh, what aspects of the podcast are your favorite episodes? For one thing, coming from someone who didn't know my own place as a student in public health or what kind of role I could have played, I can say that as a listener, those episodes that were um, recorded with other students in the college were very helpful, like what I could do, like what the experience as a student was, what kind of things students were currently engaged with. And also I was thinking um, of specific episodes because there have been so many wonderful guests that we've had the opportunity to interview. Uh, And this is a bit of a throwback because it's from like 2019 when I barely knew uh, what this podcast was, but it was an interview with um, Dr. Mona Hanna Atisha. And at the time I was just starting to get into maternal and child health. And I just remember that that interview was like, wow, there's so many different aspects of health and, you know, social justice and communication. And it just really stood out to me. So give that old episode a listen. And to be honest, if you didn't really like know what the podcast was all about back then, well, neither did we. (laughs) That was when we were just getting started. And yeah, I feel like that was like really when the team started clicking. That was one of our best episodes. So I'm glad I'm glad that you really like that one. And I'll just go. Um, So Alex, that was my favorite episode too. Um, Just because I think, yeah, like you said, the the podcast was so new and, you know, Ian and I were really close then. And it, it was just such, I almost was like fangirling because yeah, it was, you know, our first year in public health. And I had come from a place where I didn't know much about public health, but then, you know, you hear about obviously this huge thing that's happening in Michigan and then to read her book. And then um, like Oge talked about with the process and then actually getting to meet with her in person was awesome. So yeah, I, I think that was great. And then I just really love the episodes where we interviewed Iowa alumni. Ian and I got to do that a couple times and it's just so cool to see what people that have the same degrees as we have, have done um, and, you know, started doing the same things we did in grad school and then went on to become these great professionals and accomplish, you know, some really great things for our state that we get to experience. And so, yeah, I think those were my two favorite. I totally agree with seeing yourself in those footsteps eventually, right? Just we, Emma and I had the opportunity to interview two of our alums um, and 
that was just exciting. You get to see exactly what you're talking about, Haley. You come into grad school and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this degree, right? I am just here. I'm thrown into the mix. This first year is really confusing. And you meet people along the way. And the podcast really does give you that opportunity to see your future career self, potentially, right? The excitement that is out there and the great things that people from our college debt to go off and do. Luke, on your end, what is one of your favorite episodes or do you have any other favorite aspects of the podcast? Personally, as a listener, I would echo what Ian said about Oge's segment on on race relations uh, within the college and talking um, to other students in the college. Because for me at that time, I think there's a lot of, there's a tremendous amount of tension. You have a social justice movement that is at the peak of, 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 it, of itself. And then you have a pandemic and you have these two gigantic public health issues colliding. And, and then for me personally, listening to that episode and hearing voices of students who I've, I've been in class with talking about something so incredibly important to their identity and, and really their day-to-day life and, and understanding where maybe I have some, some work to do as a person. I think that was like, and, and it was one of, I think one of our longest episodes, if I'm not mistaken, I was engaged the entire time. There's not a moment of that, that I was not totally and completely on the edge of my seat, I guess. So that was just, it just, I mean, if you haven't listened to it already, here's my plug to go listen to it. (laughs) But yeah. It's a tremendous episode and really hearing those student voices, especially during that difficult time, still difficult time, really just brings so much to that experience, right? And hearing what it's like to be a public health student amid all of these converging difficult problems. How do you navigate that as a young career professional and receiving so much different information at that time? Alexis, on your end, what do you think has been one of your favorite podcasts? What makes them your favorite or any other aspects? I think Oge's episode was excellent. And, you know, coming into the College of Public Health right at that time and listening to that as an incoming grad student, I was like, this is something I want to get involved with because the College of Public Health was giving her an outlet to speak about such a controversial topic. But just to tie on to that, Steve and I did a podcast with someone that I had met um, about three years ago when I was in Ecuador doing an internship and we were able to interview him for our international series. So I think just getting to see how much I've grown since I was originally acquainted with, you know, this gentleman to now being able to interview him professionally was a really cool way I could reflect on, wow, you know, a lot's changed, but also, you know, a great way to tie in, you know, I feel like it, I came for full circle. So that was a cool episode too, just on a personal note. I definitely echo that. I had the opportunity to have uh, an interview with an organization I worked at, uh, HIV Alliance back in Oregon. And it was great to come back and, and just talk with people and see how much I had grown and, and how much that had influenced my public health experience without even recognizing it right over time. I didn't have an idea about what public health was when I was underneath a bridge trying to figure out how I hand out safer injection kits. I was just there. And just seeing that experience cascade till now, it is just that utmost appreciation from where we're all able to come from as a whole. 
Lexi, on your end, what's one of your favorite episodes from our podcast series? The Racing to the Root of Disparities episode that came out this last summer, uh, where a group of public health students just had an amazing discussion on race and America and the systemic disparities that are throughout. And it was my favorite just because it was such an amazing opportunity for me to listen and learn and reflect. And I just really respect all of the people that were at that round table and all the ideas that they had. Fantastic. It's wonderful to hear everyone say how much that episode racing to the root of disparities meant to all of us on the podcast team. Megan, how about yourself? What's uh, one episode that you appreciated the most? The episode I co-hosted with Oge and Toluani was one of my favorites just because not only was it the first episode that I was able to co-host, but it really opened my eyes to global health issues. Um, I really didn't know anything about the NSARS movement, and I think to be able to learn more about that as well as do my own research for that episode on what was happening in Hong Kong, it was just really eye-opening. I think that sometimes when you are in school and you live in America and stuff, it's really easy to just focus on what's happening around you and not realize that there's a ton of other stuff happening in the world, but it still is extremely relevant to public health. When you're looking at your experiences at the College of Public Health and even beyond for Ian and Haley, where do you think the podcast fits into it? How has it kind of molded you or shaped you or or, or influenced you as you've gone on to your careers now that you're CPH alums? Let's go with Ian. So I think for me, one of the things is that I've already had to do, this is, you know, not the first podcast I've had to do in my, in my role with Salt Lake County. And so now getting media requests or offering to go on, you know, shows really isn't as scary because when you're talking, you know, you don't represent yourself anymore. Um, you know, when you're talking on a podcast at the University of Iowa, you're representing the University of Iowa. And so being able to translate that skill into my new role makes me feel a lot more comfortable that I don't have to you know, of course you have to prep, you know, you still have to do the due diligence, but at least you don't have as many of the nerves. Yeah. At least. And then in my term time at Iowa, I think, I think in both cases, it really, I always would think about like, how do I apply the knowledge that I'm learning right now, both in my job or, you know, back when I was a student, how do I take that information and explain it to a normal person? And I think that's the fundamentally the most important thing we have to do in the field of public health. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but not everything in public health is widely accepted. There's a lot of controversy. There's a lot of right now, like, let's talk vaccines. You know, there's there, hesitancy is something we have to fight. And being able to translate in plain English why I can trust a vaccine and I understand the process and and why other people can understand it themselves and trust the process is one of the most valuable things I've ever learned. I would agree that you have to tune that craft, really distilling those big picture ideas into a simple sentence or explanation, making it so the concept is easily understood is a really valuable skill that we come away with at the College of Public Health and as a result of the podcast too. And practice makes perfect, right? Getting to do this over and over again, especially with folks who are at the top of their game or are career professionals, having that expertise is really essential. Haley, on your end, what did you come away with with the podcast when you were both at the College of Public Health and beyond? You know, our health communication is definitely something that um, 
you know, was strengthened with the podcast and, you know, how to say something succinct and, and be able to move on. And so I, I think the other thing is just when to use the, my voice and when to use those active listening skills. Um, so when is it someone else's turn to speak and how can I respond to that or maybe not respond in that moment and take the time to think and come back and put together a, a better response to that or um, find more information about that and, and look more into detail about that project or the program or that person. Um, and so, yeah, I've been able to take those skills and put them into place in my professional life as well. I think that's a super important skill having that ability to pause and take that moment and not have the answer immediately, right? I'd rather get it right and take a couple minutes or, or however much longer time I need to answer you effectively and appropriately and correctly instead of having a rapid fire response just going in guns blazing. It's a little bit concerning because sometimes we want to do that, right? We want to have it done quickly and have this happen and be done with it and worry about it. And figuring it out over time takes a little bit of practice and effort. With that, it brings us to one of our favorite questions that wonderfully Ian has brought us to in this podcast, uh, which is our, what is one thing that you thought you knew, but we're later wrong about. And so we'll just do a quick round robin for it. I'm going to pick on Luke and have him start off on that side of things. Luke, what's one thing that you thought you knew, but we're later wrong about. Okay. So I'm going to go kind of, kind of meta, kind of broad scale on you. So I think as I've grown up, uh, I'm starting to realize that there are very, very few things in life that are black and white. And most of what, what you have to encounter in life is kind of treading through this odd gray area and making sense of, of these things that aren't so clear. That's very true. Lexi, on your end, what's one thing you thought you knew but were later wrong about? One thing that I thought I knew that I was definitely wrong about is... Um, you know, kind of going into this, I wasn't sure how willing people would be to talk with us just because everyone's so busy and people are in different states or different parts of the country. But you can really tell when people are passionate about something and passionate about their work that they want to share it and they want to educate people. And so I think that's what I was most surprised about is that, you know, people are just really willing to share and to educate and to spread their passion and their joy. And so that was really exciting to learn throughout my time on the podcast team. Ian, on your end, what's one thing you thought you knew, but were later wrong about? So I didn't realize that kolachas, uh, uh, which is like a Czech like dough roll, are super popular out in the West. I mean, that's not actually the serious thing, but uh, it's my, like, uh, I've been skiing a lot. You know, we live in Salt Lake and it just, we stumbled across one of these stores and apparently there's a huge Czech population in Texas. But anyway, no, um, I think the thing that I learned and I've alluded to this before is just when to get the heck out of the way. And like, I think the most important thing is when people are going to bring great ideas, you just need to sit there, shut up, listen to them and ask them how you can help them, you know? And I think, I didn't learn that until probably the back half of my tenure uh, as producer in the podcast and probably didn't learn it all the way and have a lot to, you know, a long way to go, but being able to just look at somebody and say, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And how are you going to do it? Okay, cool. Let's do it. You know, being able to just sit back and let people take their vision in a way that isn't your vision, but 
takes the podcast or takes the project in a way that you just were not expecting and is a hundred percent better than anything you could have come up with. I think having that kind of ability to step back, that kind of peace with whatever your teammates going to do was not something that I learned through, you know, through group projects. That was the opposite of that actually, but through like, you know, this podcast, I think taught me that more than anything else. Think about that as an inflection point with Ogay's podcast and the first round table really coming out of from the front row and the excitement behind that episode and having that be a model for this year. And what we've been able to do is really let folks when they have the opportunity, take it and run with it. You know, we, we've had so many different pitches and great ideas and just getting those voices out there and different formats has been tremendous. Uh, Alexis, on your end, what is one thing that you thought you knew, but were later wrong about? So I thought I went into grad school, you know, knowing I was going to work with other public health disciplines. And I thought everyone would kind of have the same perspective or same ideas, but I was totally wrong about that. And I think that's such a cool thing about public health that everyone is bringing these unique perspectives to light and there's not a wrong way to do things. So just being able to have that outlet to learn from others. And I think that was a great surprise. I think it's definitely, you know, the, the mixing pot of everything, right? This, this melting pot that we talk about America of the idea of, you know, now I'm not going to agree with everyone 110%. I work with many people who I do not agree with 110%, but it's great to have those voices because then I check what I know. And then I also am open to seeing what other people are about and, and figuring out how we can have a lot in common and disagree on some things, but what we're headed towards in the field of public health, right? We all want to help people. We all want to make sure things are safer for folks as a whole. And we all are driven by that common goal. Sometimes it's just figuring out where that communication piece is. Haley, on your end, what's one thing that you thought you knew, but were later on about? My undergrad degree is in dietetics. I became a dietitian. And one aspect of being a dietitian, well, the main aspect is education. So educating people about nutrition and teaching them the skills need to know to be healthier. And so to me, you know, after undergrad and then in the beginning of my career as a dietitian, education was the most important thing. And I almost had the mindset, and I think a lot of people have this mindset is if you teach them, then that's setting them up for success, right? They should be able to um, now have the skills and the knowledge to live a healthier life or accomplish what they're trying to do. And, and this goes beyond nutrition as well. And I think then going into grad school and learning more about public health, which is, you know, why I came is I started realizing as a dietitian, well, if I teach them something or recommend a certain food and they don't have money to get that or access to get it, or, um, you know, even the tools to use it, then there's really no point in my education that I've just provided them. And, you know, in public health, I think of that even it goes broader into like the social determinants of health. And, um, you know, I work now it with PSE changes or policy system and environmental changes. And so just really looking at education as a whole and understanding um, the power of education, but also the weakness of education and how broad and huge problems are way beyond education, I guess. And I think that's something that I, you know, I struggled with before I went to grad school. And so then it was great when I got to grad school and learned that public health can help, 
you know, all those other aspects, you know, those social determinants of health. But then even now, outside of grad school, um, you know, the program I manage is actually a direct education program. So we provide education to people, but then now struggling and understanding that my program isn't going to necessarily accomplish what I'm setting out to do. And so how do I do that within my realm as a nutrition professional and who can I involve in that process to kind of help these different aspects beyond education related to their health. Hopefully that was succinct and understood. <laughs> it's, it's definitely there because I had something similar happen where I came in with this narrow vision of, I think telehealth is great. You know, it's going to help really care disparities and I'm just going to go all forward with it. And talking through many other stakeholders and other people, I was able to say, oh my goodness, there's this whole big issue of broadband access, right? If I don't have broadband, how can I connect to care? How can I connect to the internet and get education? And it was this really eye-opening thing that it was just, I needed the blinders taken off. I needed to talk with other people about this thing and public health, your education, that really does that. It does show you that there are these structural, these social determinants of health as we talk about that really influence a lot of things. So even having that healthcare professional aspect, marrying it with the policy and the educative context, you can do that with the public health background and that education outside of what you've already been able to practice, which is just phenomenal. For Emma, on your end, what is one thing that you thought you knew, but were later wrong about? Um, yeah. So going back to the um, COVID unit I did with Ian, we actually interviewed Robert Nizgoda on emergency response and preparedness for COVID. And at the time, COVID wasn't really in the United States. I wasn't really thinking it was going to be impacting our society, community, and me that much. Um, but I remember him saying that things have the potential to get really bad and that we could potentially not be in school and that businesses would be closing down and just like our economy would be struggling. And I was like, what like that's crazy that would never happen like no and that all did happen plus and I just realized just like the impact an infectious disease can have on our community and then also just the importance of all the roles in public health that I didn't originally know about I didn't really know what emergency um, response and preparedness was but I learned how vital and how important it is and that I'm just so thankful there are these roles in public health that know how to respond to these pandemics and it's just how important public health is and all the different roles that go into it. I remember vividly sitting in class and looking across at a buddy and we were scrolling through the news and seeing coronavirus popping up in China. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting to see. And then it was coronavirus in a different country and coronavirus in a different country and thinking, oh, it's getting really close to a, you know the United States and then this big change. And really hearing from so many voices, even beyond this podcast of people being thrust into, oh my goodness, there's a pandemic. I am number one, very employable, but number two, I am getting really front row training in everything as fast as I can. And just seeing that transformation in the United States to being aware of what public health does on a day-to-day -day basis. I think a lot about one of the mantras I've heard uh, that is very echoed is public health is invisible when it's not working. And I really want to combat that now and say public health is visible. We really need to establish that moving forward and saying public health is happening on a daily basis, it's protecting people's lives. You are seeing it in action right now, whether it's folks handing out vaccinations, whether it's folks protecting people from lead exposures or improving nutritional context, it's everywhere and it's working extremely hard. And everyone in the field 
deserves that recognition, especially now and beyond our pandemic contexts. Okay, on your end, what's one thing you thought you knew but were later wrong about? So one thing I thought I knew but I was later wrong about is myself. Um, I know that's a very weird response, but definitely coming into this program and now being almost at the end, I have learned so much about myself. I definitely see myself as being changed, like really changed from who I was when I first came into this program, before being on the pod, before having all the opportunities that I've had, before all the responsibilities. I, you know, figured out how resilient, how persistent I am and how much I can work under pressure. But these are the only, these are the good things I'm saying. I also, you know, figured out how, you know, my limits, how to say no and how not to take on so much workload, which is something that I thought I couldn't do before or I just felt like was impossible. But... Yes, it's definitely possible. And I'm still on the journey of, you know, discovering myself. It's kind of exciting. I've entered the excitement phase of it all. Outside, you know, all the distress that it brought. Just trying to figure out who I am and where I'm going to go. I'm still on that journey, but now I'm excited for it. So I hope that answers your question. It's incredibly exciting to hear, okay. Uh, Megan, on your end... What is one thing you thought you knew, but were later wrong about? Okay, so this is a hard question for me because I still feel so new to the public health field. Um, So I feel like I've been wrong about a lot. But I guess one thing I was wrong about is that I thought going into public health, it would be a lot more background work. Like, you know, just with less recognition. And I was 100% okay with that. But I think with the pandemic... It uh, has really been brought to, like, the forefront of the news, the media, like, knowing that I'm in public health, I definitely have gotten asked a lot of questions about the pandemic that I don't necessarily know the answers to by just, like, friends and family, and so that's been interesting, but also kind of surprising, I guess. Um, But I do just want to add that I feel like regardless, it has been and is really cool to have a platform and just like an opportunity to share not only information about COVID-19 but just share a message about what public health is Um, because I feel like otherwise people maybe either wouldn't care to hear it or they just wouldn't you know there wouldn't be the exposure for us so I am really grateful for that. Alex to round us out what's one thing that you thought you knew but were later wrong about? The thing that I kind of thought Uh, coming into public health is coming from this more like benchtop medical microbiology background health was very much on the individual level or on the health care system level and you know we had always been taught about like oh environmental factors to infectious disease spread or things like that but I've I thought I was aware of it I thought I kind of understood how these things worked and I think that the more I learn about public health the more I realize that I was just very like naive coming into this whole uh, situation. So the impact that um, your network's behaviors, health behaviors can have on the individual is something that I've really begun to be made very aware of. So like either one of the things I've been looking at recently is the impact of 
uh, relationships behaviors on STD screening rates, or even now with um, COVID mask wearing, like the acceptance of it uh, with all these um, mask mandates being put aside, I'm very hopeful that maybe uh, depending on what network you're in and the health beliefs that you have that masks do work, that people will still continue to wear them because they're effective, but we'll have to wait and see. I'm, I'm op- hopeful and optimistic that maybe that will happen. I really enjoy that point. One of, one of my favorite sayings is you are the five people that you hang around the most. And it really is true. Uh, it's crazy how much your circle interacts, how you progress as an individual, the kind of public health behaviors that you're involved in, all those different things. It's really interesting to see that evolve. I would not have heard that in you know college or whatever and thought, oh, I really should think about this a little bit more. But now it's really like, oh my goodness, this is really important, especially in the public health context of mask wearing and wanting to do what we can to ensure folks are healthy everywhere and taking those necessary public health precautions, especially while the pandemic continues on. I want to thank everyone for coming on today. This has been fantastic. It is rejuvenating. It is exciting to talk with you all. It is one of my favorite things to do while I'm at the College of Public Health, virtually, obviously, right now. Um, But I want to thank you all, obviously, Ian and Haley, for setting this up and really creating this strong foundation for all of us to excel in and for our current iteration of our team right now. It's been a pleasure working with you guys throughout the continuation of this year, and I'm, I'm tremendously proud of the progress everyone has made. Yeah, well, thank thank you for keeping it going. You know, I mean, we had to move on and I think the podcast is stronger than ever and it's really awesome to see that. Yeah, thank you for having us. Um, it was so wonderful to be back and you guys have done great things. So keep up the great work. That's it for our 100th episode uh, from the front row. I am incredibly proud of all of our team has done and continues to do across the field of public health. It's an absolute joy and pleasure to be part of such a motivated group, and I'm thankful for our alums, Ian and Haley, who helped build this foundation for us to succeed upon. This podcast was hosted, written, edited, and produced by Steve Lansagne. Your team for the fall and winter season uh, from the front row are Lexi Farian, Alexis Clark, Alex Murrah, Oge Chibo, Luke Sampson, Megan Pospisil, and Emma Metter. Our podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues. Our team can be reached at cph-gradambassador at uiowa.edu. This episode was brought to you by the University of Iowa College of Public Health. Keep on keeping on out there.